Today, we're bringing you an episode of Tech Titans. Jason Warner, former CTO of GitHub, joins us in this episode to share his best advice on taking control of your own career path. You're listening to Joel Beasley, Tech Titans. I'm curious to how you grow and develop like your next generation of leaders, like technology leaders. Like I, I saw you write a lot and you're very smart about culture and leadership. Um, but how do you sort of, how do you do that on like a tactical level? So it's um, the, the one skill I find that you need to be remote more than anything is the willingness to pick up the phone, as I say, which is you've got to be able to jump out of Hangout or a Zoom or a phone call bit way back when to, to be able to do it. And video has changed the game entirely for remote. Like when you were just doing audio conferences, it was much, much, much harder. And I don't think it was nearly as successful. And no matter what anyone says, um, IRC and Slack and all the other ones are not an acceptable alternatives for video. And I find that if you're not willing to do that, uh, you want to stay async entirely uh, and just use text-based communication. It's very, very difficult to do that. You have to have a mix of modes. So you've got to be able to write. You've got to be able to, to async uh, write and consume. And you've got to be able to jump on video to do this, to hash things out. Um, if you're able to do that, I find that the, all of them kind of wrapped together allow you to have a pretty good experience. Um, every once in a while, I think you should get together in person. But I don't think it's necessary to be doing that every week or even every month. And, you know, your mileage may vary, but your willingness to get on, get on a video call like this is key to doing it. So you mainly like coach your leaders through like one-on-ones where you're on video and communicating like- One-on-ones, we do um, slacks back and forth just to do check-ins. And, the, you know, the first time you ever send any sort of miscommunication on, a, on a, even a back and forth of a text-based communication, you're like, yep, got to jump on the phone. Let's go right now. Let's jump on the, the video hangout because it's- the most important thing is to clear up, clear up small issues before they can big ones, and then also talk through scenarios. And if you're going to do the scenario stuff, talk through them live because nuance is very difficult in text. Um, yeah. Talk to them when you're, you can see the other person. What sort of advice would you, you know, give or share or story you would share about stepping outside of your comfort zone? Oh, wow. This, I could go on for days in a kind of uh, meandering, probably no, no real point at the end of it type of thing on this one. And I do like to talk about this stuff. Um, one good story, one good, uh, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone story that yields a positive result. <laughs> oh, well, I would say for me, like obviously the, um, the acquisitions one, it's not very often that you try to talk about stuff like that, um, stepping out of my comfort zone, but obviously the payout was huge. Um, I would say the first time I really jumped into management is kind of one of the first ones. Um, I'm over, I'm already, you might call a reluctant leader. If, if I look back at my career, I jumped into management really, really young. I went back to IC, jumped again, went back, jumped, went back, kept doing it over and over again. And finally, there was a point in time when I was kind of like burning the boats on, on engineering leadership and just went all in on it. And I remember the time I did it was because I was in so incredibly frustrated with what was going on around me. Um, and it was one of those moments where I love the company. I love what we were doing, but it, every, everything was a mess. And it felt and like, generally speaking, most things are on fire or, you know, there's some degree of emberness that is happening, smoldering, if you will, that is happening at all times. But this one felt particularly on fire. And I, you know, I stepped up and I, and I said, I wanted to go help. How can I help? And I went and I had a very uncomfortable conversation. This is a stepping out of the 
comfort zone part. I was young and I had a very uncomfortable conversation with the CTO at the time. And you could see that this person almost had this sense of relief because this person was like, God, I know everything's on fire and I have no idea what to do. What can we do? And you can see that there was like this guard let it down moment where I was like, I don't know. You don't know either. So let's just talk about some of the things and prioritize top five that we should go after. And um, that was my first real jump into management uh, professionally without just kind of like dabbling at it, which led to executive um, management, you know, six, eight months later. And then the rest is history. I like that because what you're describing is you saw an issue and you looked around and you're like, hey, nothing's happening. And then you stepped up outside of your comfort zone and you made some changes and figured out how to solve the problem. Well, in that, in that one in particular, the uncomfortable conversation with a superior was the really step outside your comfort zone one. But there's a way in which you can do those. Uh, I, I like to say that every conversation is a chance for net improvement or um, decline in a relationship. And there's a way to have a conversation with a difficult conversation with someone where you, be, you become closer and stronger form bonds outside of it, even if it's like you're not going to work at this company anymore. Or you can have that same conversation and next thing you know, you've got, you've got a villain for life that's coming after you. And I, the skill is finding out how to have those conversations. And most people don't know how to have those conversations. And I think it's an actual skill to develop um, difficult conversations. We had this little inside conversation at the office. We, it was a small debate, but I'm curious to get your perspective on it. We were discussing personal development, like professional development, like improving yourself. And whether that's the responsibility of the individual or the company to improve the individual. So I find that um, this is actually quite an interesting conversation because I think it goes to the to mindset all around um, the individual as well as the the corporate body. So here, here's what I say. Assume that no one is going to be responsible for you the way that you can be responsible. And assume that you have to take your responsibility into your hand. However, look for places that care for you the way that you would want to be cared for. And if I look at it that way, my job as an executive leader is to try to provide opportunities or things, uh, growth opportunities or uh, forums in which people can, can do those things. But I'm also looking for people who are going to own it themselves because one that shows a drive on their own and a, a more uh, assertive attitude or, or approach to their own care and cultivation. If that's how they're going to care for themselves, I, I like the transfers to other aspects of the job as well. And there's a statement I, I, um, I live by, and the longer I've been getting into my career, I like to look for people this way. I forget who said this one, but it said, you try to find people you need to rein in, not people you need to motivate. And, you know, I just think my job is actually to motivate and inspire. But if I'm uh, that's that's my job. But although if I'm looking for a trait in a person, I shouldn't be looking for a person who I don't need to do that for as much as I, uh, you might think you need to. And if you combine those two things, magic can happen because you find you know leadership that might care, but you also have people who are really you know self-driven. There's a lot of stuff that you can conquer in that approach. So that question more directly, I think it's both parties. If I were to lean, it's going to be probably I'd say the individual should do it because there's very few people in my book care about them the way they care about themselves.